In the year 1621, the Pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world of freedom and justice. Amen. the Lively Last Podcast. This is our Thanksgiving week episode. I'm James Duvall, and I'm here with someone that I am so thankful for, my wife and co-host Lisa. Hey everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. We are looking forward to sharing this episode with you, our Lively Last community. 2020 for so many of us has been a really hard year, but in the midst of all the chaos, there is still so much to be thankful for. So today, we're going to take some time to talk about gratitude and also hear from some of our community as well as past and future guests like Nathan and Trisha LaGrange, who will join us here in the next few weeks. Hey, James and Lisa, Nathan and Trisha LaGrange here from Indianapolis. Thanksgiving is always a very special time for us, whether we're with my family, which is on odd years, I'll let you make the jokes there, or with Trisha's family on even years. We usually go around the table and share you know, what we're grateful for. It can be goofy, but it usually becomes really intimate and a beautiful moment. Well, as this is an even year, it's my family. And one tradition I like to stick to is making my great-grandma's recipes. I never veer off. It's the same thing basically every year. And then something that we started years ago was we like to try to grab a handful of people and send them a grateful card. Just let them know what they've meant to us over the years, how they've impacted our lives, and why we are grateful that they have been involved in our life. So that's something fun we do every year. And then we put up the Christmas tree and get ready for the Christmas season. So that voice you heard at the start of the show is Jefferson Mullins. One of our traditions over the years has been to go to a Thanksgiving Eve party at some of our close friends' homes. When Jefferson was younger, every year he would recite that little bit of history before we blessed the food. So it's cool to kick off the show with a bit of nostalgia, right, Lisa? That's right. I'm not sure what age Jefferson was when that all started. I think maybe nine years old, but at 25 years old, he said it came right back to him. You know, James, traditions are a critical piece of culture. Traditions contribute to a sense of comfort and belonging. Traditions often bring families together and help people to reconnect with friends. Traditions give us the opportunity to say thank you for the contribution of others And traditions provide a way to create lasting memories with family and friends. Yeah, at Thanksgiving, a lot of traditions seem to be geared around food. Amen. One of our listeners, Shannon Adele from Wellington, Florida, shared with us how a slight misunderstanding has led to an annual food tradition for their family. Hi, my name is Shannon. I'm from Wellington, Florida. I am thankful for my family and our health, and I'm very thankful for this podcast. And I love listening to you guys. A tradition from our family is that I make cranberry sauce from scratch. It came from my husband wanting it, and I thought he wanted it from scratch. And he actually just meant having it out of the can. But now I make it from scratch, and everyone in the family loves it and all that good stuff. So God bless. Thanks, guys, for um, doing what you do. Yeah, food is probably most people's favorite part of Thanksgiving. I know it is mine. But not everyone has the same taste in food. And sacrifices have to be made. That's true. Yep. In many years, James, we have been on some kind of special diet, 
And our son has outlawed no diet food on Thanksgiving, (laughs) and I actually completely agree. Same here. Lance Witt, who was our guest on episode four, shared a Witt family tradition with us. The Witt family has two Thanksgiving traditions that sort of developed organically. The first one has to do with turkey. I love turkey. The rest of my family thinks turkey is dry and tasteless. So about five years ago, we started a family tradition that I smoke a bunch of racks of baby back ribs for the rest of my family for Thanksgiving. And then I still get to have a turkey because I love it. And my son and son-in-law have taken on the task of trying to create a turkey that is moist and tasteful. So every year, our turkey becomes a bit of a science project as they brine it and inject it with all kinds of who knows what kinds of chemicals. The other tradition is that after everyone has eaten Thanksgiving and we've watched a lot of football, we sit down together as a family and kick off the Christmas season by watching the great Christmas movie, Elf. See, now that's what I'm talking about. I'm not a turkey fan either, but I can definitely get in some smoke ribs, football, and elf. So Lisa, what are some of the foods that you look most forward to at Thanksgiving? Well, Mimi's chicken and dumplings. Oh, yeah. And my mom's coconut pie, but really most anything sweet and any kind of starchy vegetable. And if it's not a starchy vegetable, I want it to be a vegetable that is cooked to death and has no nutrients left in it. Like your mom's green beans. Correct. Yeah, those are good. I love anything with potatoes, basically. But there are also a couple dishes that we only get at Thanksgiving. One of those is our friend Carrie Kaiser's white sweet potato casserole. Yum. It is amazing. And I never heard of a white sweet potato until she served it to us. Yes, I love it. It's so good. So food is not the only thing Thanksgiving traditions are built on. Thanksgiving is also a time for family and family nuances. A good friend of ours, Ted Lowe, who is an author, speaker, and comedian, sent us a message to share his memories of Thanksgiving with his family. James and Lisa said, hey, can you record a favorite tradition or memory of Thanksgiving? I, of course, said yes, because they're both incredible. Most people, I would have said no, because they're not as incredible. Teasing, sort of. When I think back of growing up, the thing that always sticks out to me is how different my mom's side of the family was to my dad's side of the family. On my mom's side of the family, they were so loud in every way. They loved hard, They, but they also would get so mad at each other. But boy, no one else better talk bad about them because they were family. But so when they get together for meals and things, they were so much fun and it was just so loud and the food was great and people really didn't have table manners and it was just kind of a hot mess and then on the same day we would go to my dad's side of the family for lunch after we'd been at my grandmother's for breakfast and when you go to my dad's parents everybody was a lot more quiet you really had to lean in to hear them no one's gonna get loud you could hear everyone's forks clinking on their plates because it was just so quiet but when i look back i have great memories of both sides of the family it's just the way family was it was just the way my family worked and and i loved it and one consistent thing though about both sides were that my grandmothers were extraordinary my grandmothers you could just tell then especially as i look back that they loved people being in their homes that they were lit up, that they were excited. They just kind of accepted that it was what it was and people are who they are. And they just 
loved, and I can remember being so extraordinarily loved by both my grandmothers. So when I look back and I think about that tradition, I want to say to all you grandmas that are listening and all you grandpas that are listening, that your homes and your traditions matter. James and Lisa, thanks for being who you are. Thanks for doing what you do. I love you guys, and I love all you listeners if I knew you. But I bet if I did, I would. I just know it. I can sense it. I can sense that I love everybody listening right now. Lisa, we get to work with a lot of young and newly married couples. And celebrating first holidays with each other is so cool. It's often those first holidays where new traditions are formed. And one of our listeners, Dylan Hoffman, shared a new tradition that he and his wife, Megan, are starting this year. And I think it's actually pretty cool. So check this out. My name is Dylan Hoffman. And one Thanksgiving memory that I have growing up was that my dad was a chef. And being in a chef's home, I just remember all of the food that would be on the table that he would prepare. I mean, it would be mounds and mounds of food, 10 plus dishes of food. And you would always go to the table and be like, oh, I could eat all that. So you literally pile up your plate and you would eat so much that you would go into a food coma for like five hours. And I just remember year after year thinking, oh, I could do it and still eating so much food. But one thing that my wife and I, Megan, is starting to do this year, since moving into our house and getting settled in Florida, is we decided that we wanted to do a new Thanksgiving tradition. And that tradition would be buying a plastic pumpkin and writing what we are thankful for on it every single year and being able to look back over years past and seeing what God has done and what we're thankful for. And that's something we're going to start doing this year that we think is going to be super unique to our family and that we're super excited to look back upon. And Chris and Sonia are good friends of ours, and they sent us this message sharing one of the memories and traditions that they've started with their family. My most memorable Thanksgiving would be the first time we hosted Thanksgiving at our place. Sonia handmade all the decorations and the place settings. The food was delicious, and everyone had a great time. Back then, we had the smallest kitchen you could barely turn around in. My wonderful wife is the reason Thanksgivings are great. She always gets excited to bake and prepare for our family. She is what I am most thankful for. And for me, one of the most memorable Thanksgivings that we had is when we took the time to write letters to Christopher's parents to honor and appreciate them. We read it to them right after dinner. It was so sweet to see our son expressing his love and gratitude for his grandparents. When it was my turn, of course, I was bawling because that's what I do. But hopefully we will continue this honorable tradition and even extend these letters of gratitude for other loved ones as well. For many people, Thanksgiving is a season of giving to others. There are people who don't have family to celebrate with or they have found themselves in a place financially where they may not be able to provide for their family. With a spirit of generosity, people come together in different ways to provide for those needs. And the act of generosity becomes a tradition for them each year. We recently had a conversation with Jesse Eubanks, who will be our guest next week on the podcast. Jesse is the founder and executive director of Love Thy Neighborhood, an urban missions agency in Louisville, Kentucky. Some people say Louisville or Louisville. We Louisville. Louisville. We asked him about his favorite Thanksgiving tradition. For many years, I worked at a homeless shelter. I worked there for nine years. We spent week after week, you know, trying to show the love of Jesus to our city's most vulnerable citizens. And Thanksgiving was always a really special experience because we probably broke about every fire code that you could at Thanksgiving. Just the volume of guests who would come in off of the streets for a big meal. And then our building would just fill with volunteers. And it was always just a special thing to look around 
and just to see this this room filled with Christians from all walks of life sitting next to folks that were so often completely forgotten and ignored. And it was just such a picture of like the kingdom of God, like it was a sea of unusual friendships. And so often when I think of Thanksgiving, I just think about that, that beautiful picture of like, gosh, this is a picture of what heaven eventually is going to look like. I love hearing these stories. So thanks to all our friends and listeners who share with us. The truth is, Each one of us, regardless of our situations, have something to be grateful for. You know, Lisa, 2020 has been difficult and has not turned out the way that any of us would have expected as we kicked off the year. But we are believing for you that this Thanksgiving season will be a turn for the better. You know, research suggests that one aspect of the Thanksgiving season can actually lift the spirits. And it's built right into the holiday. And that's the act of expressing gratitude. I found this proverb that says, gratitude can transform common days into Thanksgiving days, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. That's so good. There is all kinds of research that shows how gratitude has a positive effect on an individual. For one, gratitude makes a person feel happier and reduces anxiety. Can anyone say amen? That's right. Positive psychology and mental health researchers in the past few decades have established an overwhelming connection between gratitude and good health. Expressing gratitude causes less stress, improves quality of sleep, and builds emotional awareness. Yeah, so we want to give you a few ideas on how you can use Thanksgiving to launch you into a new season and cultivate gratitude on a regular basis. So one thing you can do is you can write thank you notes. Maybe think about making it a habit of sending at least one gratitude letter a month. Now, I got to say, this is something I struggle with, really, because I cannot handle the idea of someone else having to try to decipher my handwriting. It's not as bad as you think. It's pretty bad, but it's important, so I do it. So maybe you think about somebody today that you should write a letter of thank you to and send it to them. Great. Another way to cultivate gratitude is to verbally say thank you often. Don't be stingy with those two words. Even when someone treats you poorly, just look at them and say thank you. The next time someone cuts you off in traffic, don't blow your horn. Just say thank you. Yeah, that's going to be probably hard for some people. It may be hard for me. We won't name any names. Okay, that's good. Many people also keep a gratitude journal. You can make it a habit to start and end your day by writing down the things you're grateful for. Maybe you had a good conversation with a coworker, or maybe you had a good day with your kids, or maybe you just had a good day eating or whatever. Write those things down and those little gratitudes will cultivate a sense of gratitude in your life. I know someone who actually posted every day for a year on their social media something they were thankful for. And I actually started going to see what they were thankful for because it encouraged a spirit of gratitude in my heart. So that may be something wonderful for someone to do on social media these days is just post things they're grateful for. Yeah. You know, I heard another idea that was kind of cool, even though I I love you completely, I'm not as committed to do this, but somebody started the year by writing gratitudes for their spouse every day. And then at Christmas, they gave that gratitude journal to their spouse. Well, isn't that a fantastic idea? I can't do it now because I just told you, but somebody else could. Well, you can still do it, mister. You can still do it. You know, praying on a regular basis is a great way to cultivate gratitude and acknowledge the blessings that God has given you. Yeah, that is true. Well, I know one thing that we're grateful for, right, Lisa, is that 
We're grateful for each and every listener who tunes in week after week for a new episode of this podcast. We really appreciate your listening. We really are. It really does encourage us each week knowing that you're out there listening. And we want to say thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family as well. We would love for you to follow us on Instagram and or Facebook at Live Lead Last Podcast. And if you would take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, that too would make us so thankful. That's right. Next week, we have Jesse Eubanks from Love Thy Neighborhood on the show. We had an amazing conversation, actually two conversations, but you'll have to tune in next week to hear that. But with Jesse, and we heard about Love Thy Neighborhood and what they're doing, and also his incredible insights on the Enneagram. He's very knowledgeable and has some amazing content that he's going to share with us about the Enneagram. So we hope that you will join us next Monday for that conversation. We actually also had a special visitor that will be on the episode that we didn't anticipate next week. So that's another reason why you should listen. It was a very spicy situation. situation. Yes, that's right. We hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. And remember, the way you live your life and leverage your influence today will determine the legacy you leave tomorrow. Until next week, bye-bye. See, now that's what I'm talking about. I am not a turkey fan either, but I could definitely get into some smoked ribs, football, and elf. Lisa, what are some of your favorite foods that you look most forward to at Thanksgiving? I love it.